You guys have a good week. All right. So um, I was looking at a couple things over the weekend. Um, I heard this story, and I'll tell you the story in just a minute here, but uh, it kind of reminded me of a few things that Jesus taught in, well, it reminded me a lot of what Jesus taught. And what it was is Jesus was talking to his disciples, and he said, you're the light of the world. It's a pretty common phrase that Jesus used was light of the world. He And and he talked a lot about it, how we are a city on the hill, we're, we're salt, we're light. So as we grow, as we grow as Christians, our job and our, our, our goal is to be like Jesus. Our, our goal is to, to love like Jesus, to have grace, have mercy, and to have uh, just abound in every work that he did to be just like him. He is the model. He is what we set our sights on to say, you know what, as I grow as a Christian, I want to look like Jesus. I want to act like Jesus. I want to talk like Jesus. And I want to do what he did. I want to love people. I want to take care of people. I want to be a servant like he did. And so many times we look at Jesus and we say, you know what, Jesus did all this. But we, there's two times where we see that Jesus really served people. He served people on a regular basis by laying hands on them, healing them, you know, raising people from the dead. But we saw his disciples, he washed the feet of his disciples because he was a servant. And so many times we look at Jesus and say, I want to do his ministry, I want to be powerful like Jesus, I want to be able to speak boldly like Jesus. But Jesus, first of all, was a servant. Everything he did in his life was to serve people. It's to serve his, his father, to honor his father, to shed light on who his father was. But he served people. He laid hands on them. He raised them from the dead. Jesus wasn't there to just preach. He was there to heal, to lay hands on, to, uh, so that they would recover. So a lot of people want to be like Jesus, but they want to be in the leadership mindset of what Jesus looked like. Well, Jesus wasn't in a, led, but what you really see in Jesus' ministry was him serving. Jesus served because he had the heart of the Father. Because he said, when you see me, you've seen the Father. When you've seen what I've done, you've seen the Father in his heart. When you've seen my heart, you've seen my Father's heart. He goes, I am the representative of God on this earth. So, how many of you guys have ever been in a dark room? That you can't see anything, and you're like fumbling around, you trip over stuff. I do it all the time. You know, like, I'll come, Sarah always goes to bed at like 6.30 in the evening on school nights. No, I'm just kidding. She goes to bed at like 9 or 10, somewhere in that area, and I'm always up till one and um so i'll come in and stumble over something kick my fan on uh, kick my foot on the fan you know hit my knee on something you know i don't know st- trip over the shoes that i left laying there next to the bed you know just I and mean, i'm like oh and she's like what's going on i'm like i tripped over something i'm like i don't even know what it is but i fall and i tripped over it but you go into a dark room and we trip over things and we're fumbling over things and how much easier would it be for us to flip the switch so we can see and not stub our toe, not hit our knee, not, you know, you know or maybe just pick our stuff up before we go to bed. Uh, but many times we go, into, we go into situations, we go into, light, into life without our light on. We go into life because what happens is, is Jesus said where darkness is, light, or excuse me, where light is, darkness cannot be present. You cannot have, darkness is not, a physical matter. It's basically, darkness is basically the absence of light, and that's all it is. 
So Jesus said light and darkness cannot be in the same area. We cannot have light, we cannot have darkness in the same area. So a lot of times as Christians, we go into life without our lights on. It's like driving. It, you know, you, you're, during the summer, you, know, you don't even have to turn your lights on on your car until like 9 o'clock during the, the middle of summer in June and July because you can see everything. But 5 o'clock on an on a, um, afternoon in the middle of January, you can't see anything. So it, a lot of times we go through life like we're driving with our headlights off. And it's pitch black, and we, we fumble over things, and God's like, you know, I gave you my son, I gave you a model, I gave you light to help you understand how to live life, how to guide yourself, how to direct yourself through, because I've given you my word. When I give you my word, that's a, that's a guide, that's a light to direct you where you're going to be. And so, a lot of times, we, we travel through life and we're like, I don't know where I'm going, I can't see anything, I don't have direction, I don't have purpose, I don't have a, a vision for where I'm going in my life. And, and God, God doesn't operate that way. God has a complete vision. He gave Jesus a purpose, a plan, and a mission, and a vision for what he was going to do. God does the same for us. He gives us a plan, a purpose, a mission, and a vision for our lives. But the difference between us and Jesus is Jesus was 100% willing to do whatever it took to fulfill that mission and that vision in his life. Many times God will give us a plan, a purpose, a mission, a vision, and it doesn't line up with what we want to do or the, what we're comfortable doing. Comfortable is not a, is not a uh, fruit of the Spirit. Um, and it's not a gift of the Spirit either. Um, but so many times we go through life without our lights on. We don't, we don't, sh- uh, don't have a, a spot where we can see. We just kind of go through blindly fumbling along in our Christianity, and that's not how God intended it. That's not what Jesus showed us in his model. Um, Jason, can you hit that back light for me? I want both of those switches off real quick. So I was out. Um, if you guys don't know, we um, haven't heard the news. We have a giant beehive at our house. So I was out late last night and the night before, um, slaughtering the mass hordes of bees that were in our house. Yeah. And so I'm out there, and we have this porch light, which always is off, or always on. Even in the day, it's broken. It just won't, it's one of those old school lights, and it won't shine. So I'm out there, and I'm trying to poke at this bee's nest, and I can't see anything, because the van's in the way, and it's shadowing everything. So I'm out there, and I'm like, okay, I got to be able to do this, and I don't want to get stung, and I don't want to be able to, and I want to be able to see. So I'm out there and I grab this light. It's just a simple little flashlight, but it's an LED. And it's super bright. And I'm, so I've got it in my mouth. And I'm doing this. And I'm trying to kill these bees. And I'm trying to poke at them with a stick. And, you know, and I'm burning them. And I've got gasoline. And I'm holding this in my mouth because I can't hold it. And, or I'm, I've got it in my teeth. And all of a sudden a moth flies into my face. And I'm like, you know, and I'm... I'm I'm freaking out, and, you know, it's disgusting, and it's like, you know, it leaves that powdery stuff on you, and you're just like, oh, and I'm, and I'm you know, and so I, uh, you can kick it back on, Jason. So I have this light. It's not that bright right now, but in the dark, our light shines, and so I was thinking about this, and I'm out there, and I'm like, oh, I forgot it has a clip. I could have just clipped it to my belt. And I'm sitting there doing this, and I'm like, it's not working. I'm like, oh, I could have just clipped it to my shirt or my belt and, and been able to work with it. Because I wasn't really, I was just like, okay, i got to go out and kill these. They attacked 
my my property. I'm going to you know I'm going out and, and cause destruction on their world. And um, and oh, trust me, I did. Um, and uh, so it made me start thinking about how we as Christians have a focus, and sometimes we don't even realize that the lights aren't even on for us to see because we haven't actually used what God has given us to be able to see where we're going or what, how, what we're working on. So this light, even though it's small, is very powerful. You know, it's the uh, joy of advancing technology and LEDs that make everything super bright. I remember as a kid, you'd get this big flashlight, and it was probably like this long, and it was like a stainless steel look, and it had like 1,200 double D batteries in it, and you had to, you know, and it would, it would shine maybe just a little bit, and it was heavy, and it was like, you know, the head was like that big in order to see. We were, um, we were watching uh, the movie Goonies last night, and they had these ba- flashlights as, when I was a kid that were like this big, and it was like that big around, and the head's like massive, and, and it still didn't shine a whole lot of light. But... God doesn't operate like God operates and he says, I am the light of the world. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He's not this little flashlight that sits and says, you know, it's not that little nightlight so you can just see what's going on. Jesus says, when I shine, I shine bright enough for you to see where you are. I put, I put darkness in a, in a retreat. He goes, I shine a light and my light blinds. So I started really thinking about what he was saying, and he says this, Matthew uh, 5, or, yeah, excuse me, Matthew five fourteen through 16, he says, and you, beloved, are the light of the world. Jesus called himself the light of the world, but then he told us we were the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hilltop cannot be hidden. Similarly, it would be silly to light a lamp and, put a, and then put it under a bowl. When someone lights a lamp, she puts it on a table or a desk or a chair, and the light illuminates the entire house. So you are like an illuminating light. Let your light shine anywhere you go, that you may illuminate creation so men and women everywhere may see your good actions, may see creation at its fullest, may see your devotion to me, and may turn and praise your Father in heaven because of it. So what does he call us? He calls us light of the world, Calls us a city on a hill. And he says that your light will shine so bright that everybody will have to look at it. You guys don't want to look at this because if in a dark room, this is blinding to people. In a dark world, we're blinding to people. We are so bright that they cannot look at it. It's like a moth that flies in my face when this light is on. They're drawn to this. I can stand next, I can take this light and stand next to our light outside and they will come to this because it is brighter, it is more powerful, it is more potent, and it draws them to it. They say like a moth to a flame. But this light is illuminating, it's bright, it's powerful, and that's how God created us to be. Bright, powerful, illuminating the dark places of this world so that when people are looking for something, they see us like a lighthouse on a hill saying, I'm lost, I need to find my way home, I'm going to come to this light. It's like when, uh, there's an old gypsum mine in Grand Rapids that we went to as a kid, and you go down and you take uh, an elevator down to the the mine and you go through the mine and 
and they kind of show you what it looks like to be without lights in that mine. They, they do it right at the entrance where the elevator is. So the elevator's down, and you have a mesh, uh, you have a st- uh, fence above it, so you can see the light coming down from, uh, from the, the surface, but they kick the light off in just to show them, and then they kick it back on. But that light, everything is dark except for that one point. And that's what God is saying about us. He goes, you're the light of the world. You're that focal point. You're that light that you need to be. And God says, be that light so people will come to you. That They will follow that trail to that light. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are chosen, you are set aside to be a royal priest, a holy nation, God's own, so that you may proclaim the wondrous acts of the one who called you out of the darkness into a brilliant light. He says he called us out of darkness. He personally called us out of darkness into a brilliant light. Basically, he said, you know what? I'm going to shine this light, and I'm going to call you and say, follow this light. Come to me. So when God illuminates things in our life, when he illuminates the sin in our life, that we realize that we need a Savior... We can't turn back from that. It's hard when you, God illuminates everything in your life and reveals to you, shines a light on it and says, this is what you've done, this is what you are, but I'm a savior. I'm, I have sent my son, he's a savior, and I will take away that. I will remove the darkness from your heart and I will put light into it. Jesus didn't call us the light of the world for nothing. He didn't say, oh, you're, you're nice and you're popular and you're going to be the light of the world. He didn't say that to popular people. He said it to people who actually had followed him, loved him, and wanted to see his kingdom come. We are chosen and called to be a blinding light. Because what happens is this, is when you stand close to the light, it's blinding. But from a distance, you see it, and you wonder what it is, and you wonder what different, what is, what, why it's there, and you go to it because you're wondering and saying, I'm... I'm kind of inquisitive about this. What is it? So when, when as Christians, our, as we're walking and living life, and we're a light in a dark world, people should be, when we're around people, it should be blinding because they're like, man, this looks like Jesus. He talks like Jesus. He loves Jesus. And he's, become, he's looking like Jesus. But from a distance, people are like, what is that light? Why is that light shining? What is that you guys ever been out somewhere and you're like, what in the world is that? And you can't quite make it out what it is, and whether it's a light or an object or something. So you actually go to it just to figure out what it is, and you get there and like, oh, that's what it is. Because, or you see a, um, you see something off in the distance, you're like, what is that? And then it gets closer and closer and closer, and you're like, oh, now I understand. And what God is saying, or what Jesus is saying, is that I've created you to be the light of the world, so people will wonder, what is that from a distance? And when they get closer and closer and closer, it illuminates sin. It illuminates the darkness, so there is no more darkness. Ephesians 5 says, When the light shines, it exposes the dark and shadowy things and turns them into pure reflections of light. So, when the light of the world comes in, when we walk in our daily life, it is our lifestyle, is our, is our, our words, our actions, is it the light of the world? Does it line up with what God's Word says? Is, is are our actions and our, our, our speech 
worthy of saying we are the light of the world. When the light shines, it exposes the dark and shadowy things and turns them into a pure reflection of light. This is why they sing, Awake, O sleeper, rise from your grave, and the anointed one will shine on you. God did not send Jesus to be the Savior and then tell us to be the light of the world for us to be silent, to put, it on, put a, a bowl over it, like it says in Matthew. He says it would be silly to light a lamp and then hide it under a bowl. There's an old song that when we were uh, little kids that said, um, it was called This Little Light of Mine. If you've ever been to church, everybody knows it. And we used to sing that song, and, and, and you know, as a kid, you're like, yeah, I love this song, but it really doesn't make sense to a kid. I mean, it makes sense to a kid, but it doesn't really sink in until they get older. And then they realize what that scripture is saying. Because what, they've do, what we do with children a lot of times is we take a scripture and we put it into a song so they can understand it and sing it. But when they start to read it as an adult or a younger, an older child, they understand what it actually means. And so many times we take it and we're like, yeah, I'm the light of the world, but then we get afraid. We get ashamed of our past. We get ashamed of what people will think. We're, we're worried about what people will think. And, God says, and Jesus says, I, you're the light of the world. It's silly to, to take your light and put a bowl over it. It's silly to be a light and say, you know what, I'm afraid of what people will think of me. That, that idea that you're afraid of what people will think of you is a bowl. And God says, don't put a bowl over you. Don't extinguish the light that you have. The light that you have is from me. So when we, we live a life that is worthy of being the light of the world, people will be drawn to it. They're going to look and go, what is that from the distance? Or, wow, that just uh, being so close illuminated what was wrong with my life, and I realize I need a Savior, and I realize I need Jesus because there's nothing else in my life that's worth it. Our lives will exude the light and the love of Christ, and it will shine in dark places, and people may not like it. Uh, Dave, if you guys were here last week, Dave talked about, he goes, when people walk down the road, they should see Jesus in you. They may walk across the other side of the road because they don't want to deal with it. And that's what he said. He goes, they may, our lives should be a reflection of Jesus, should be Jesus. So some people are going to be drawn and then they're going to come across the road to you. and They're going to come down the street to you. But there may be some people that move across to the other side of the road because they don't want that. And that's not, a, that's not, it's not your fault. But some people are not ready to, to be drawn to that light. They're not ready to, to receive Jesus and to be with Jesus and to have a relationship with him. Some people may not like it, but people should see Jesus when you walk on a daily basis. Some may run away from it, some may run to it. It's the whole moth idea. You get some... Uh, you guys ever had a bug light? One of those big bug lights out in your yard and it's zapping bugs and different things like that. It's kind of like that. You're going to have some things that are drawn to it. Because they don't understand what it is. They want to come to it because it's a light and they're drawn to it. They don't understand. But as humans, we understand what it is. We know if we touch it, we're going to fry our finger. (laughs) But we see so many times that God is saying, 
you should be like that light because everything that's in the darkness is drawn to the light. You guys ever had a, one of those summer nights where you got your windows open and it's hot and your lights are on in your house and all you see is moths and bugs against the screen and you hear them ding, 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 you're kind of making that noise against the screen because they're trying to get in. They're so drawn to it because they don't know what it is, but they know they need to get to it. That is the world. Even though they don't, aren't drawn to the light, they don't know what it is, they may be afraid of it, but for some reason they can't stop looking at it. They're drawn to it because they need to get to it, whether they realize it or not. Ephesians 5.8 says, Because also you were once the personification of darkness, you were once in darkness, you are now in the light of the Lord. So act like children of light. So many times, well, sin will cause us to not act like, act like children of light. But Jesus said, I've come to, re-, Jesus came to release us. I come to set you free. A lot of times you would see him heal somebody and what would he say to them? He goes, go and sin no more. What he was saying to them is what your sin, your sin had, got, had been in, had caught you up in this problem that you had. But he healed people and said, go and sin no more. Not only did he heal them, but he set them free. And basically he said, I've, redeemed, I've set you free from your sin. So, in order, order for us to be worthy of, of ch- to walk as children of light, to be the light of the world, our sin has to be exposed. Our sin has to be, God has to expose his light on it and expose the areas in our life, whether it's sin or just... Um, personal hang-ups or whatever, and it, may not, and it may not be something that is a, a sinful thing, but God is going to shine his light on things in our life and say, you know what, you need to change this. It's not sin, but you can change this. Paul reminds us that we were once in darkness, that we were slaves to sin, we were bound in darkness. But now that we've been set free, we are a child of light. We are the light of the world. There's something burning in us, something that is lit up in us, that is a beacon to the lost. So do we take that light that is in us and do we put a bowl, do we put a basket, do we, do we extinguish it because of what it's going to bring or do we shine like a bright beacon of hope that we were called to be. He goes, you're a city on a hill. It's hard not to see a city on a hill. There's a lot of times where you can be driving into Hesperia and you can see it from different areas. You can see the light kind of over, over in, the, uh, in the atmosphere above it and you, when you're driving in at night you'll be going up and down these hills and you can kind of see that and you can kind of see the glow of it coming in and that's what Jesus says he goes you know what you should be like a, a city glowing all the lights lit up so that people are coming in and coming in to understand where it is and be able to once they come out of the darkness to be able to see Jesus called us the light of the world we are the only ones that can lead this world to Jesus as Christians, we're the only ones that can lead this world to Jesus. 
Our job is to, is to show Jesus in everything that we do, every area of our life, to walk like Him, to talk like Him, to think like Him. You guys ever seen one of the lighthouses on the lakeshore in the middle of the night, and it's just that light just spinning, and all of a sudden it just blinds you. The the um, the Big Point Sable up in Ludington is just massive, and there's hills around it, so you can stand up on these hills and look down at the lighthouse, um, and then the light is still above you. But every now and then that light will swing by and just blind you. For miles, boats will see that. For miles, ships will see that. And what it does is it guides them and says, you know what, I'm here. Look, there's a lighthouse here. Come into port if you need to come into port. There's, there's something about us being a, a light on a hill that people are drawn to because you know what, you always have to look to it. You can't not see it in the middle of the night. If that city is lit up and it's on a hill, everything around it is going to be looking at it because that's all you see is that city on a hill. It's lit up and you're going to be, whether you're in the dark or in the light, you're going to see that city. And Jesus says you're a city on a hill. Act like a city on a hill. Be worthy of acting, or excuse me, be worthy of being a child of light. The cool thing is, is this, is we are worthy. If we've accepted Jesus as our personal Savior, we are worthy. God has made us righteous. We have the righteousness of Christ. And so, our lives, we are righteous, we are holy, we are set apart. And the cool thing is, is God says that your light will shine in the darkness and it will illuminate the dark areas. So as a church, as a, as a body of Christ, as, as Christians, our job should be to illuminate those things. And our, first of all, illuminate the things in our own life. Use the word, go to the word and say, God, what is in my life that I need brought into the light? God, what is in my heart that needs to be brought to the light? And what do I need to change? Whether it's wrong mindsets, whether it's um, you know, just unbelief, whether it's sin, what, whatever it is, just say, God, what is in my heart that I need lit up? Ephesians 1.18 says, Open the eyes of their hearts so let the light of your truth flood in. Shine your light on the hope you are calling them to embrace. Reveal to them the glorious riches you are preparing for, excuse me, you are preparing as their inheritance. That's an, that's an amazing scripture because it says, Open the eyes of their heart. Let the light of truth flood in and shine your light on the hope you are calling them to embrace. That is our job. Is to be a representative, excuse me, of hope. They should look at Christians and go, there's hope there, there's peace there. I need to know them. I need to talk to them. I need to understand who they are because I have no hope in my life. I believe as our church, as this, as this house of worship, I believe our job is to bring light to this area. This area needs Jesus in such a huge way. Our job is not to just come and say, you know, hey, we're going to do church and, you know, if you build it, they will come. It doesn't work that way. God doesn't build the church by just saying, okay, get in a building and then they'll just show up. The light of the world doesn't just sit in the building. Because the building is simply 
just a bowl or a vessel to contain. As the light of the world, this body should be out in the streets, in the town, in the stores, in the schools, doing what God has asked you to be, and that's a light of the world. We should be so bright, so shining, that people are drawn to it because they're like, you know what, I don't know them, I don't know if I like them, but there's something about them, and there's something in their life that I want. Because they have peace, they have joy, they don't have drama in their life, they're not struggling with everything in their life. They're not depressed. They don't have anxiety. God wants us to bring His life to them. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. We're going to finish up with this. The God who spoke light into existence, let light shine from the darkness, is the very one who set our hearts ablaze to shed light on the knowledge of God's glory revealed in the face of Jesus, the Anointed One. It says He set our hearts ablaze. To shed light on the knowledge of God's glory revealed in the face of Jesus. Our job is to shine so bright that we reveal Jesus to people. Because without Jesus, I don't know where I'd be. I'd be stuck doing something that I don't want to do stuck in sin, stuck in, in, a, in a religious setting, stuck, stuck in a, a mindset that wasn't right. But God revealed His light to me, shined His light on me, brought me to Him so I, He could change me. Change doesn't happen overnight. But what happens is, is this, is when we accept Jesus as our Savior, He changes us, makes us brand new. The sin... The, the fear, the anxiety, God works that out. He's going to work that out. And you know what? Sometimes it's gone like this, and other times God's saying, I'm going to work something in you to remove that because He has to work through us. So as we go out this week, just think, what, where am I? God, give me light to see where you're calling me to be, calling me what you're calling me to do, what, my plan, my, what your plans and your purposes and your vision are for me, God. Because without vision, the people perish. Without vision in our lives, without being able to see clearly where God is leading us, we will perish. Without having a a clear, direct route of where God is taking us, we will perish. So as you go out this week, first ask God for vision of what He wants you to do. And second, ask Him for opportunities to be light. Look for opportunities to be light. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit leading you for opportunities to be light and to be like Jesus to the people around you, where you work, where you you go to school here in a couple, in another week, different areas that you can be the light of the world for him.